This is the Comedy Kiosk, podcast by Monday and Munoz. Please welcome Monday and Munoz. Hello and welcome to the Comedy Kiosk, a podcast in which we discuss news, opinions and ideas about comedy. My name is Igor Monday and with me is David Munoz. And today we will talk about a very interesting topic which we already pre-titled when to stop so right now that's it We're right done. now <laughs> yeah. and thank you so much for listening and tune in next week yeah. i've been david minos <laughs> and i still am Igor monday but yeah. yeah since this idea came from you and if i'm not mistaken actually not even from you yeah but from a third party Yay! which is to you a first party yeah but to me a, a third party so it came from your wife right yes pretty much well to give you a little background my wife is an artist and as an artist, an actual like sketching, painting style artist, she, the big thing for them is when to stop, right? Because they're painting them, you know, on a canvas, they're adding all their brush strokes, all the paints and everything, and they get to a point and then they add a couple of more brush strokes and then all of a sudden the whole thing is ruined. They're like, damn it, I went too far. So as an artist, they have sort of, yeah, it's finding that optimal point where to stop. And she asked if it was the same for us comedians. And I kind of went, ooh, yeah, good point. I, I think we're a bit closer to musicians in our form of, of art as such than an actual artist. But yeah, it's an interesting point. Like, when do you know when to stop? And I think, well, the first obvious one would be the writing, I guess. You know, like a painting, uh, the writing. When do you know when to stop when you've written a joke? Like, where when do you know when it's cooked or finished or ready to be done on stage or whether it should be recorded maybe you know so what's your what's your process then let's say you have a new joke mm -hmm. or at least you have a well you write your jokes right mm -hmm. you write all the like the script of your jokes i've, I've yeah. seen it so once when you're writing the joke and when you're performing it how do you know when's the end of that joke like you stop adding new i don't know punchlines. you stop going on and on and on about this same observation or story what's the end of that of that joke oh actually for me i don't have an end see that's just it uh it looks like i do but i don't so what i do is i will do a joke for a while and i'll perform it quite a bit and i will try to tweak it uh add little bits this and that and then i will sort of semi-retire it for a while or at least i'll put it away and i won't touch that joke maybe for six months some jokes up to a, a year or two and then i'll go back to it uh, a good example of that was my cats and dogs routine that I have where I compare owning a cat compared to owning a dog and the different mentalities of both animals. And the original joke I remember I did actually a few years ago, and it was a very simple, small, like, you know, quick observation and, and something like that. But it didn't really have the pop to it. And then one day I was walking along remembering that joke and I thought, oh, yeah, and there's that. Oh, no, no, I wasn't remembering that joke. I was thinking of something completely different. But I, I thought of another cat and dog bit and then I realized, wait, that links to the first cat and dog bit. And actually I could make a whole series, one after the other, and I could have four separate points that connect. And so it ended up being like four jokes in one. So in that case, it's... I retire a joke for a while once I'm kind of bored or I feel like I can't think of anything more for it. Well, then I'll go back. I see. Well, that's just kind of the 
the the the life cycle of a joke right yeah. the, the evolution of a joke mm -hmm. but i mean when you're just writing a joke because i i don't write my jokes we've established this numerous yeah. times i you're think of, i think of an idea or or a story or a thing i want to say and then i go on stage and say it and, and see how it worked yeah but it's for so that's why it's sometimes very hard for me to understand where it should end mm -hmm. because something that i imagine as a huge kind of funny burst out laughing applause break moment mm -hmm. it ends up falling flat yeah and a bit before that really killed so i should have either stopped there or yeah. planned something after like to continue this and it's really since i don't really write it's really hard for me to understand where the joke kind of ends organically what's the end of that bit go into an, into a next bit but if we talk about rewriting the joke right mm -hmm. and the joke has let's say a life of its own and how it grows and develops and mm -hmm. you know becomes a fully let's say tv ready netflix ready joke right that should yeah. be recorded and left as it is a lot of jokes i've been doing since maybe the first year of doing stand-up i still do i yeah. do them very rarely so mm -hmm. let's say once every six months or once every three months i bring back some old jokes let's say more or less regularly again twice a year just to do them not to forget how to do them yeah right yeah. but also while i'm doing them especially while i'm doing them for different audiences in different places i still think because the joke at some point becomes a bit boring oh, even yeah. to me so to tell the same joke so i become so i start inventing little tags little ways of you know i don't know little body body language movements little mm -hmm. facial expressions or whatever to just for me so the joke is just more interesting for me to to tell. Yeah. But that also, if it works, I keep it. Yeah, exactly. But then you, what you're doing is you're writing on stage and you you are improvising. You're adding little bits. I'll generally probably do that mostly for me off stage. But it's the exact same thing. I'm talking on my balcony like a nutcase. If the building people in the buildings next to me were to look at, they'd see this ranting guy on a balcony talking to himself and throwing arms and facial expressions around and then sometimes you also test your joke <laughs> yeah that's exactly how i actually do write a lot of my stuff and it's at that time i go oh and then i'll you know quickly jot something down or i record on my on the voice recording on uh, my phone uh, actually that's where i do most of my uh, how i record most of my bits but the thing is there's an australian group band musical band called hunters and collectors and i once bought a live cd of theirs of them their live recording and what I really found interesting was in the booklet inside, the band had written that most people, like, they write their songs, they get it to what they call perfect in, in brackets or in, you know, quotation marks, and then they record it on an album. And from then on, they will play the song live exactly like it is on the album, pretty much, right? And Hunters and Collectors were like, screw that. No, that's not the way it should be. Music should be, you know, it always evolves. And, you know, you change as a person. So the song is going to change. And playing on the night, you're going to feel a little bit differently than in the studio. So you're going to improvise slightly differently. Yeah, the core is the same, but the bits around it mutate. They, they evolve. They change. And they're like the songs that you will hear on this album, they said, you know, yes, we've been doing these songs for 20 or 30 years. But you're going to notice there are some differences. You know, they're not played exactly like they were on the album. Because it shouldn't be. It evolves. And I think that's the way I look at my jokes as well. That's why I retire them for a bit, then I bring them out. And it's the old joke, 
but it's now a new version of it. It's the 2021 David version because now he's 42-year-old and he's not a strapping young 37-year-old. <laughs> you know, so it's, it's, an, it's an update to an existing joke to fit you better as yeah. a person, to fit the, the modern world better yeah i would say and also it's like a reworked joke so it's just a better joke than it was right it's a I hope joke so, yeah. 2.0 exactly. or something like this right yeah i mean this is similar to to how i how my jokes work as well as i said i would take a joke and it's it's actually very visible so i've recently found some footage of me doing one of my let's say flagship jokes <laughs> uh, back from 2000 and maybe 16 it was 15 it was 2015 which was my second year of doing stand-up yep. and this joke then and this joke now it's exactly the same joke while it's a completely different joke the premise is the same the punchline is the same the the concept the the, the con the content actually of the joke is the same yeah but the the phrasing the tags the pacing the rhythm the everything is yeah. so different yeah because it's a new ego so yeah. you know not the ego back then who was still trying to figure out some stuff you know someone who's a bit more confident and comfortable on stage but yeah and on the other hand some jokes I've just stopped even reworking and workshopping and changing because they're just jokes you know because this joke that i've just mentioned it's let's say a three four minute joke it's a whole bit mm -hmm. but some jokes are just you know it's a perfect short little straightforward joke yeah so to to add more to it you know i think sometimes less is more same as yeah. like with art with like painting or whatever with music yeah. sometimes i used to do music and uh, kind of make instrumentals like for hip hop and whatever. Mm -hmm. Sometimes having like a simple melody, a bass line and a drum line, that's mm -hmm. enough. Anything else you add, any like strings, organs, whatever, a lot of percussion, it just it just ruins it. It just creates a lot of noise, you know, mm -hmm. like it's fighting for space yeah. in that. So sometimes less is more. And uh, yeah, some jokes I don't touch, but many jokes actually evolve as I do them over yeah. time. So, okay, that's regarding writing and regarding the material itself. What about performing? Mm -hmm. For example, I know that a lot of people have this problem of basically getting carried away and leaving the stage. So when should you leave the stage? Especially, for example, when you're a, when you're a performer, when you're a comic at when a feature show. You. Yeah, at a feature at an open mic, you have your three minutes, five minutes, seven minutes, whatever you're given, yeah. and almost always you get some kind of signal before that, the flash of a phone, the whatever light yeah. in your eyes, something like this. Once your time is up, if it's a let's say some kind of. Uh, nice friendly open mics uh mm -hmm. they might let you do a bit more mm -hmm. if it's a strict kind of on the clock open mic you would get music and that's it your time is your time is over leave the stage right yeah. and uh, that's it but when it's a feature show the same you would get your 10 15 30 minutes of material you can go a bit under a bit over but you approximately prepare for that etc a hard thing i think is when you're hosting because uh, in a way yeah. you control the time you control the room and so on. And people can get carried away. I've seen people host and do like 45 minutes in the beginning. Yeah. And I've done that. I've hosted many shows and uh, it, it happens. In my case, it happens because I'm really as a host, especially the first bit, introduc introduction yeah. and like preparing the show for the first comic. I really try to get them there, like yeah. warm them up. So the first comic doesn't start from zero, you mm. know, and I'll kind of try doing that until I've done it or until 
too much time has passed and now I've just even you know made them already tired yeah so that's that's that's, that's the big one yeah. yeah that's that's the a very kind I of I think the hardest one is not not when to get off like when you're killing it but when to get off when you aren't killing it like when do you just give up and go yeah I'm not going to make this crowd happy let's just get on to the next comedian and and hopefully they will do something I think even when you're killing it maybe it's it's still hard because you're like oh they're loving me I'm really like Well that's our ego getting in the way though yeah, yeah. of our job Oh my god I'm getting laughs like yeah. each of my tag is working each punch Screw the rest is working. of you guys this is my show tonight I'll do three more three more jokes Yeah I've seen that happen as well yeah. I've done that as well I'm I'm like I'm near the end of a joke I see the flash I'm like my time is up but what if I really? What if I just start my big closer now? Yeah. You know, I know I should leave the stage, and and I got my laughs. That's it. Yeah. But I still want to do the joke that I want to mm. do. You know, it's this little bit of yeah ego, and Absolutely. you know, like we, I, I while I'm on that stage, if it's going well, I own that stage. It's yeah. my stage. You can't get get me off. So that's why it's it's hard i think well but again as a performer even though we've had cases and i'll tell you a few examples we've had cases where people didn't want to leave the stage so yeah. we we had cases at the early days of english stand up here in moscow and we started with basically open mics we would have open mics friday mm -hmm. and saturday evening so prime time and so on and the point was to provide a good show right it was free shows it was anyone can sign up mm -hmm. but you always we always wanted to keep some kind of level of quality still because it's Friday Saturday evening and the bar earned money from the the sales and etc and we just wanted to get some regular audience and to improve our reputation and exposure and so on mm -hmm. and there were people who you know they come they're given let's say five minutes they bomb for five minutes the host is flashing them or something sometimes they get carried oh. away or sometimes they just they just won't want to leave until they get a laugh. Yes, the ego. I have seen this. It's so irritating. You just like just accept the bomb. Yeah. Just take it on the chin. Just accept it. You just didn't do well tonight. They just cannot accept it. And then we had examples where people yeah. were either like tipsy as well or something like this, under yeah. the influence, anything. And I remember a, I didn't say the I, I didn't say the flash. Yeah. What flash? Well you should you should have come to the fucking front and flash me in the eyes then. I like my my two favorites were <laughs> once a guy like just didn't want to leave the stage. Yeah. So the host came and basically started Spots like pushing, right. <laughs> pu started pushing him off, not in like an aggressive way, but like kind of you know yeah. leading him towards the the exit, mm -hmm. and he resisted. And then other two comics got up because it was also he was maybe third out of ten comics. People wanted to perform. They yeah, came yeah. there with an intention of, and they literally like pulled him off stage. Yeah. And the other one was like uh, the guy was just the guy did his five, and for the next five minutes ignored the the flashes and the light and any attempts. Like I think I was doing the music music at that show and i already started raising the music and the music was like playing full volume music and he's yeah. still talking and doing his material and then finally he's like oh is that my time and the whole room like audience the comics the whole room together is like yes <laughs> you know, yeah. like get the was, fuck off stage your time was five minutes ago right so he gets off the off stage and he t says Oh, I didn't see the the phone flash and stuff. And people are like, "You got flashed like a hundred times." And the guy's like, "Yeah, I thought people are taking photos." You know, yeah. like he legit thought he was good and people were enjoying it and just didn't want to leave. So Damn yeah, boy. how to how to know when? I think when you're a comic, especially when you're booked for shows, you know, when it's a paid show, yeah, you got your whatever time you were given. 
please stick to it because otherwise yeah. you're stealing time from other comics and it's unprofessional. Yeah. As a host, I would say it's a bit tricky because you're trying to do what's best for the show yeah. and you need to really be careful where is the border when you start actually exhausting the audience and and exactly i think in a way and probably something we should we should incorporate is we should have like a max time for the host like 20 minutes or you have 25 minutes at the beginning it's like if you don't have them warmed up by those 25 minutes get off anyway like you're going to get flashed even if you're the host you will get flashed by the person who's controlling the the music or whatever you know there, there's got to be something yeah because there are i mean i know for me actually it's a little bit different because of the way that I usually do my jokes, which are whole bits, I don't have like individual little, you know, passed out jokes. I usually have whole themes and stories or whatever. So for me, I either go well over or I go well under. So that's that's sometimes my, my problem. In the beginning, I used to go over a lot. And because I would be like, well, I haven't, I'm only three quarters of the way through the story. There's, there's no ending. So I need to get to the end. So if I went over, it was because of that. And sometimes I would have to like, ah, oh, crap, just cut it short and try to like cut out bits. So he's like, oh, blah, 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 blah. And ending, there you go. Bye. Thank you very much. Goodbye. Now, the other flip side is I have also been, you know, invited to do shows. And it's like, David, the last one I did, uh, not last one, second last, uh, it was like I had 20 minutes. I ended up doing my whole set in the 10 or about 12 minutes. And that was it. I hadn't planned anything else. And I was just like, uh, oop. and I didn't realize. I thought I was actually closer, but I wasn't. I mistimed it, uh, the, the actual jokes. So in that regard, it was because of the bit. It's not because of the feel, but because of how much I had prepared. Apparently, it just wasn't enough. And I was talking quick that night. Yeah, I think that's, that's a common problem when it's a big show or mm. when it's a hard show. Yeah. So either when it's a big show with big expectations or when it's a hard show in terms of like kind of the room is cold, the no one's doing well and stuff, people tend to rush through their material. Yeah. As basically, I think it's like a subconscious thing, just get it over with. <laughs> and people rush through their material then do like 25 minutes of jokes in 10 minutes. I've seen yeah. this a hundred times, yeah. right? What I've learned, a little life hack from the industry, how I write my sets now, especially when I get like 10, 15 minutes. If it's some kind of show that's established as a show mm -hmm. for example when we toured uh, with our russian shows and so on i knew i had 15 minutes or i have 25 minutes or whatever and i use 25 minutes of jokes mm -hmm. so that's 12 jokes they are 25 minutes they can be 23 minutes they can be 26 minutes if i stop somewhere let them laugh talk to someone but they're not going to be 15 and they're not going to be 40 right but if i'm doing 10 minutes as a headliner of let's say friday feature show yeah. What I do is I write, for example, six jokes. Fourth one and sixth one are the the closers. Right. So if I do fourth one and I'm still at, let's say, seventh minute, then I keep doing it and I finish with the sixth one. Right. If I'm doing the fourth one and it's already 10th minute is expiring, mm. I close on that one. Yeah. But that's what I mean. Your jokes work well that way. Mine is like, for example, this... Uh prostate joke that I got. It's a whole story. I can't stop at, at a certain point. Although I have, which will guess take us to the next one of when do you know when to end a set. When it comes to the set, for example, this, this prostate joke I have, the original ending is me talking about uh, the suppository that they had given me and the weirdness of uh, the suppository. Now, the thing is, uh, that was my original end of the story. Now, the first time I had to perform this bit, it was 
well, I hadn't done it before, so it wasn't. It, I just had jot, jot, jotted notes. However long it takes me, however long. I was telling the story. I realized we were getting towards. I got flashed, and I thought, okay, I'll just cut that last bit out and finish it on the candle. So I finished it on the candle, and it got a huge laugh. But I still had the bit that I hadn't done yet. I'm like, damn it, I've got another like three to five minutes worth of material here that I'm gonna do. Then I performed it again for another uh, actual show and I had longer, I had 20 minutes. So I thought, great, I get to include the candle this time. No, sorry, I get to include the suppository. Great. So I did the warm up, I did the show, I finished it, did the candle, huge laugh from the crowd, did the suppository, not so big. Uh, (laughs) Did And part of it, maybe in future I can make it better, but at the time it just wasn't as cooked as the other. And it was, you could tell it was like a half cooked, like it was, half cooked and while the rest of it had been nicely cooked. So I continued. I knew, nope, 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 nope. The moment I started coming, I'm like, no, this part's not ready yet. And I finished it. I walked off stage and the guy who was hosting it just looked at me and goes, stop at the candle. Stop. That bit was brilliant. The whole thing is brilliant. Just stop at the, why did you go past the candle? And I was like, I know, I know, I heard it. And from now on, I've now stopped at the candle. That's not to say I won't use the suppository bit because I still think it's got some, but I obviously haven't, I'll have to cook it separately maybe even perform it separately. And if it ever works, then it will be like your four minute, six minute sort of thing. I think my- I mean, fourth punch, six punch. I I think my situation is a bit similar to this example. I have several jokes where I have a big punchline, but that's not the end of the joke. And then I have a small punchline and that's the end of the joke. Obviously when I imagine them and, and perform them for the first few times or whatever, I imagine the second part to be the big punchline. But in real life, in practice, it turns out that people laugh at something. And then the follow-up to that, which is actually the way I finished this joke, is just like a a follow-up laughter as well. It's just like, and I was thinking, okay, maybe I can then do it before. And oh, switch it around? Yeah, sometimes it worked. Sometimes it's ruined both punchlines. And sometimes it just doesn't work because that yeah. follow-up, for example, my punchline is, and then I saw the monkey, uh-huh. right? That's And then and no one expected it. It's a huge twist and they burst out laughing. And then the second pu- next punchline is, and I know what you're thinking, he was yellow because I had somewhere something yeah. about the color, right? And it still gets them laughing, but not as big as that big reveal, big twist. How right? do you turn it around? So that's, it just can't be, because that's yeah. why that's I described something I already introduced. Yeah. I can't be like, and it was yellow, that's when I saw the monkey, because I haven't told them yet. Yeah. So it's just I just can't fix this joke, and it has to go big laugh, small follow-up laugh. Yeah. And then I tried it without that. It also works without that, mm-hmm. but I just... It's my joke and I wanted to finish on the, <laughs> end, on the end where I wanted to finish because I feel like it's then like a little bit circumcised. Yeah. You know, d- it, d- it comes. <laughs> and a circumcised joke is never a good joke. <laughs> what? <laughs> well, it's all up to taste, really. If you're American, then yes, circumcised jokes are the best. Or Jewish. Or Jewish. Yeah, or Muslim. It's, it's, there's a lot of circumcised jokes out there. You know, it depends like how you like your sandwich. I like my sandwich. With circumcised? Circumcised. I like my sandwich. <laughs> The way I like my dick. Uh, <laughs> okay. I'll, I like my sandwich when there is bread. Yeah. Then there's filling. Mm. Then there's a bread on top. Mm. Right? But some people like their sandwich bread, filling, and that's it. Right? Without the, the other layer of bread. That, that's a tostada, isn't it? Or a bruschetta? 
Well, whatever it is, like that's you know. It's not so, I, so that's why I like to finish my joke with with the last little tag or little punchline that I wrote. Because you want a proper to, sandwich, to, to not cover. this bruschetta tostada, fucking yeah. pretentious bullshit. Where it's like, oh no, sorry, I can only do mine on, a, on an upward grill. Yeah, screw you. It's only fucking. Br- it's only bruschetta if it's from the bruschetta region of Italy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so yeah, did I, you eat it in bruschetta? No, then fuck off. Then it's just a sandwich. Yes. Did you eat it in a hamburger? Then it's not a hamburger. Yeah. It's a McDonald's sandwich. Yes. So yeah, I, I would say that uh, it's sometimes it just that's the only way this joke can function, and I think that's okay, right? Mm. I think another problem for us, especially for you, because all your bits are bits. Yeah. I mean, they're like oh, every your joke is a set. Yeah. Right. So your joke, it's kind of the whole set you do from the beginning to the end. It's mostly yeah. has that one at least like light motif, like one topic. Yes. If it's not even maybe it's not I the love same that story. But motif. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, I've I've I'm I've, taking that. I've been reading. Yeah. So <laughs> thesaurus. <laughs> it's my it's my second favorite dinosaur. <laughs> I knew you were gonna make a dinosaur joke. I knew it. I was thinking it too. And my problem is that I've in the last few years. I've done mostly, let's say, 10, 15, 20, 30, 40 minute sets. Yeah. Because I just feel like, I mean, I just simply don't always have time and I don't always have energy and stuff to attend like open mics, etc. Mm-hmm. And an interesting thing is we have a stand-up competition, stand-up tournament coming up here in Moscow and we both applied for it. <sighs> and the first round of that tournament is five minutes. Yeah. And it's, I'll be honest with you, I'm super nervous. So am Because I. I don't know how I will do five minutes. Yeah. Because in my best effort to do 10 minutes, I always do 12. So I don't know how I can do five minutes. You know, I can do out of those. As I said, when I when I write for 10 minutes, I write six jokes. Yeah. Right? So, okay, simple solution. Write three jokes. Right? That's, yeah. It seems obvious. But it's not. Because those three jokes are mostly, again, they're starters. They're not the main dish. Yeah. But if I just do the main dish, then I didn't. There was no, yeah, there was no starter. It's yeah. like coming to a restaurant and straight up eating, I don't know, a steak. No, give me some nice um, bouillon. Give me some. <laughs> give me no. some steak tartare. Well, steak I would you eat heathen. straight up, yeah. You but, heathen. Give me, <laughs> give me some, give me some pate. Give me some bruschetta. Something. Give me, give me some finger food. Give me some foie gras. You know, where, where, where a goose has been, has been uh, choked to death so that I might engorge upon its liver before you give me the fat steak. Mm. That's yeah. yeah. I'm just hungry now. Yeah. Should we wrap this up? When to finish? Let's <laughs> yeah. stop now and go eat. No, but yeah. So that's why I think it's going to be quite challenging for both of us to just do <laughs> nice, short, sweet, working yeah. five minutes. I think this is a challenge. But I'll, I'll be honest with you. When we were back at uh, what was the name of that little bar at the bottom? I liked there because for some reason, what ended up happening was I would end up doing the end of the set because of work. You know, I'd come late and I'd headline and I'd have 10 minutes. So I performed my bits uh, for 10 minutes and I created these 10 minute bits and they were good 10 minute sets. Then just before the COVID lockdown and during COVID lockdown, we were doing all these five minute sets and that forced me to take these 10 minute sets and bring them down to five. And I found that actually they worked really well. I could do some of these sets in five minutes and they were punchier, they were harder. And in a way, it was like when to stop. Well, that, that's the when to stop writing. At that point, I was like, my God, this is brilliant. Now, the problem was if I wanted to do a 10-minute set, then I had to fluff it out again. And then I was like, uh, I don't want to. 
You know what I mean? Like, it's like, oh, shit. Like, now I like this punchy, you know, smack, 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 five minutes. That was the That's the problem, issue. I think. And you mentioned that sometimes, and I've also added that if you're nervous or if it's like a important show or something like this, you can, or if you just kind of, the show is not going well and you legit want to just uh, finish and go home, right? People rush through their sets. And yeah. sometimes those sets are much better <laughs> than if they would do them in their 20, 25 minutes. So if they yeah. kind of rush it, if they pack it into 10, it turns out to be a very strong 10, you know, very punchy 10, laughter yeah. every 30 seconds. But if they drag it out, then it's very slow burning 20, right? Yeah. So it can happen as well. Yeah. And one final thing I wanted to ask. So we're talking about when to stop the writing of the joke, like when is the joke stage ready, like TV ready, YouTube ready, whatever. We talked about hosting, performing, when to stop your set, when to get off stage, like leave on a high note on a big laughter etc but another question is when to just stop when to stop doing stand-up when to stop performing in both in never both. never die on stage die on stage and if you die if you die on stage five times in a row should you maybe consider quitting oh right uh so, that dying mm. well yeah i would say in both cases let's talk firstly let's talk about the case where it's just not working. I've seen mm. people coming to, for example, open mics for three months, six months, one year, doing their five minutes, getting a few chuckles and laughs here and there. But it's there is no improvement. There is no regularity. There is no when to how to know when to just quit. I mean, and I'm not saying like, you know, if you're having fun. If it's just a hobby, just yeah. a pastime for you, do it. If it's an open mic and you're not taking anyone's time or whatever, do it. Have fun. I'm not against that. But I'm saying, like, you know, if you really believe you have a career, you have, you know, opportunity potential, you have mm -hmm. big potential in stand-up, but it's just not working, when to give it up? And on the other hand, in the good way, if you're if you're doing well, if you're, I don't know, progressing, developing, learning, growing, and so on, when also to understand, like, if you can take it to the next level, which we also talked in one of the previous episodes, kind of going full time with comedy, yeah. becoming professional, earning money. When to also, I like, call it quits and something you do once a month just for fun with your friends and, you know, stop really investing your time and money and effort and energy into this. So what would you, what would you think? Well, I don't think, like, just because you, you can't make, I mean, I don't think I'll make a career out of it, to be honest. Like, I, I'm not going to have a... I'll be shocked, shocked, truly shocked if I get a Netflix special or something like that, right? I would be truly shocked. Yeah. With your material? Come on. <laughs> but the thing is like, yeah, I, I'm, I'd be absolutely shocked with it. Uh, I'm not saying it's it's not impossible. I'm not saying it's impossible. Uh, it's, I'm saying it's yeah. impossible. No, I'm, I'm not saying it's-, it's I'm, saying, I'm saying on air right yeah. now, uh, officially, yeah. on the record- Thank you. It's impossible. Okay, cool. Good to know. Actually, it's not impossible. I'm no. kidding. You could easily get a Netflix. It's yeah. not easily, but you could do it. But yeah, it can be done. But I mean, it, it would require a lot of stars aligning and all that sort of shit, whatever. <laughs> uh, and my own dough and all the rest. Like, you know, I know, I know how it works. But the thing is, even if I don't get to that level, I, I don't consider myself like having failed and I should give up. Like you were saying, you can continue. I don't, I don't mean just once a month. It could still be a very constant part, like every weekend or something like that. If you're enjoying it and you're not bad at it, you're, you're okay at it, you're enjoying it, people actually enjoy it, give you compliments afterwards. So you don't make it big. If you're enjoying it, it's the same as someone who plays guitar in a cover band at their local pub and never gets beyond that. It doesn't mean that they should never pick up the guitar ever again. I mean, if you're doing ACDC constantly and that's the only thing you play, then please do stop. 
stop. Um, that's just sad. Anyway, but- here's Wonderwall. <laughs> oh, yeah. Anyway, uh, here's yeah. Wonderwall. <laughs> and for our next song, Wonderwall. Don't look back in anger. Medley. <laughs> so I think it's totally fine to keep going. But yeah, if, if as long as you're enjoying yourself and like you said, you're not hurting the club or taking anything up. But otherwise, yeah, I, I don't think I think you can keep going indefinitely for as long as you like. But then that's up to you. If you find that you're no longer enjoying it or you have to, you know, the real life gets in the way. Maybe you have a family. Maybe you have something that gets in the way uh, or something that takes up, you know, vice for the same time. You've got to make a choice. You know, you've got to say, okay, what's more important for me? Which one am I going to choose? In that case, that might be when you decide to, to just end it and have it as well. That was an old hobby and fun memories. Well, I would also say as long as you're, well, I think, If you're enjoying it and all, if you have time for it, if you have energy, resources that are needed, go for it. But I would put an important but there, title of my sex tape, I would put an important but there, which is if if you have at least some success with it. Yeah. Because honestly, I it's a little bit like, you know, secondhand cringe as well, when you kind of watch the same person for, I don't know, like two years coming to shows doing the same thing, yeah. it's not working, and they keep doing it. You know, I mean, as a, as a, let's say, as a producer and as a, again, a person inside of this industry, yeah. it's, it, you know, it's, it's quite obvious it's not going anywhere. And basically, quote unquote, you're ruining the show. You mm. know what I mean? Because it's definite five that are going to be weak. Because we all know it. The person knows it. You yeah. know? So I think at some point, be honest with yourself. Be objective. Like, record yeah. yourself and count the laughs. You know? If you're started, if first three months, six months of performing, you get one laugh per po- for five minutes. But then you get two. Then you get five. Great. But if you perform for three years and you get zero or one laugh per, per set, then I would say, like, take a good hard look at yourself and what you're doing with your life. <laughs> and uh, maybe reconsider doing stand-up it's just you know it's it's just i think people are it's really hard to be honest with yourself and objective but uh, i think it's fairly you can always record yourself and see how the audience reacted or just talk to some people that you know like other comics or whatever as for honest feedback in any other case as long as it's going well you're having fun they're having fun no one is you know losing anything but you by you performing feel free to do it and just have fun, yeah. And mm-hmm. uh, but when the host or someone flashes you and it, your time is up, get off that stage. Oh, please, please, just get off that stage. Don't make me drag you. Oh, that is so awkward. And I'm I'm a very small person. I can't even drag anyone. It's <laughs> yeah. just gonna be. It's know, just gonna be angry looks from the side of the stage. Yeah, people being like, "What's this small man? Why is this small man trying to drag this?" Australian man off the stage. Let him talk about kangaroos. <laughs> I'm not that big. Like, really, the size difference between us is not that that noticeable at a glance. Like, I'm not like Chris Hemsworth or something and you're Martin Short. I mean, I, I could take on Chris Hemsworth. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> In a battle of wits. I don't know. The, the guy actually doesn't... Uh, he might have a laid-back attitude, but uh, he's... he's you know, smart he's, guy. My yeah. guy, Chris Hemsworth, and yeah, that's I think that's a couple of things off. I think that's the the right way to finish this episode yeah. by. Chris Hemsworth is actually a surprisingly uh, sharp fellow. He he knows a, a little bit of Indonesian. He can actually speak a bit of Indonesian. Cool. That's yeah. very important. Uh, very important information mm. that I'm sure you came here to learn. 
the Comedy Kiosk, a podcast on which we discuss news, opinions, and ideas about comedy, plus completely random but interesting facts about Chris Hemsworth. Yeah. Let's rebrand the whole. We just <laughs> recently rebranded all of our visual identity. If you haven't seen that, Ooh, yes. check out the Instagram and all of our other social media for that. And we will also, from now on, re- we will redo it again with the face of Chris Hemsworth. No, we will not. But also, <laughs> yeah, my wife will kill you considering yeah. she's the one who designed all the Sh- shout out new to stuff. Your, shout out to your wife who gave us this brilliant idea for this topic as well as did all the visual identity for us so uh, did also a great job if you have any ideas of topics that you would like to hear us discuss Mm -hmm. feel free to let us know in the comments on or in direct message on any of the platforms we use so facebook instagram twitter you can find us on podbean is our main platform where we upload all the episodes youtube as well or if you want to support us and help us grow and develop, we have only recently acquired some new equipment. We are trying to improve the sound quality, etc. Yeah. So if you want to help us with that and help us invest some more money into promotion, you can donate on Podbean or you can just rate us on the platform you are listening this on to help us get more great audience, great listeners, as we are sure you are Chris yep. Hemsworth. Yes, please. I, I just assume that Chris Hemsworth is listening to this. Oh, he does now. Let's tag um, him on in all the posts regarding this episode. Absolutely. Chris Hemsworth, please support us. Donate like five bucks. <laughs> yeah. Hey, five bucks, mate. That's all. Yeah. Yes. And please leave comments under the episodes on the Facebook or the Twitter or the Instagram. Tell us what you think. Suggestions, everything, topics, the whole lot. We'd really appreciate it and share it with your friends because, you know, the more people who listen to us, uh, the better it is to get our, well, our opinions out. So thank you very much for listening. I've been David Munoz. And I'm Igor Monday. Ciao. Goodbye.